this show is not for the easily offended. So if you are easily offended, go listen to something else.
Hello and welcome to Noisebox. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Noisebox can be found at noisebox.com. Box is spelled with two X's. Um, <laughs> yeah, just go to the website. Um, you can leave comments. I'm not even going to say that anymore. Um, because I don't get a lot of comments for Noisebox. Uh, in fact, I can't even remember. Well, no, I did get one when somebody was telling me that I forgot to put down the website or forgot to put down the name of the song that was played. Only thing I ever gotten from Noisebox. Um, and I think I got a tweet or an email saying that somebody was sad that I was going to end Noisebox. Um, and I told them that it was still up in the air and apparently the air is wide open, you know. Because here I am with another episode. Uh, today is August 16th, 2010. Hopefully I'll have this show posted today. Today would have been my father's 62nd birthday. Well, technically it is his 67th birthday. It's just that he is no longer with us to uh, celebrate it. He died back on uh, May 22nd, 2005. Let me double check that day. Yeah, May twenty second, two thousand and five. Um, and this is not going to be a bummer episode. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, it's not going to be a bummer because I'm not going to talk about his death. Um, if you want to know, he had uh, blood clots, um, and while he was being treated for the blood clots on his lungs, that's when they discovered that he had uh, cancer in multiple organs. Um, and they were going to do like, uh, chemotherapy, I believe, or drug therapy. I'm not exactly sure. I don't even know if those are the same. Um, but one of his blood clots broke free and caused a pulmonary embolism. And he died before we could get that far. He died in the hospital. He died with my stepmother. Um, in fact, if I'm not mistaken, he died like hugging her, like he hugged her and then he dropped. I, I'm pretty sure i don't know i didn't ask her any of the details because quite frankly they're unimportant all i know is my dad's no longer around um and when he died one of the things that went through my mind is what can i do you know because a lot of people in fact i have um a friend who I am currently really very angry with because he lost somebody very close to him and he's self-destructing. Um, drinking, he was talking about ODing. It's just like one of the worst things that could possibly happen to him, you know. The loss of a close friend, his best friend. And in some ways, the loss of a best friend is can be as devastating as loss of a sibling because you have no choice but to, you know, be related to your siblings. But a best friend is somebody who you choose to have in your life and to who you choose to give that much love to. Um, and to fall apart like that, to me, is something that I said that I would never do you know I was not going to um, 
fall apart because my dad was no longer around. I mean, I love my dad. Um, and I wanted to do something that was going to make him proud, you know. And to me, self-destruction is not something that would make him proud. It would bum him out, if anything. Um, so that's when I decided uh, to do something. I was going to... I didn't even know what I was going to do at the time. Then it occurred to me that... Um, no, now i tell you what happened. Then I was listening to Evil Genius Chronicles. I don't remember the episode number, the date, anything. All I remember is Dave Slusher saying that if you want to do something... Just do it, you know, just make a plan and do it. Um, I think this is right before he started the the uplifter movement of his. Um, that's when I decided I was going to make a podcast. And so I wanted to have it done pretty much before his birthday. So I made a bunch of plans. And uh, <laughs> when I made the plans, I thought very ambitiously that's just a drawback of mine i i think big and then i scale it back um instead of doing like most people just thinking small and then expanding uh <laughs> so i um i came up with a website idea it's going to be really tough to do um because i'm not a web designer at all um i came up with an idea for a podcast that I wanted to do. Um, it was going to be tied in really strong with the website. Um, and then as I was putting together the podcast, uh, I did a, a basically a proof of concept to myself, for myself, I should say. Uh, it was Deliberate Noise Zero. And that went up on... August 15th, 2005. I mean, it wasn't the greatest sounding podcast. In fact, uh, I think a year ago from fourth anniversary, I, I got it and Deliberate Noise Zero Zero, put them together and posted them. Um, doesn't sound good. It's not very well thought out. I had a script that I was reading from, and now I, I just, I know I don't deal with scripts. I, it's just, I don't I, I no. <laughs> Um, but it was the spark, you know, and then after I, uh, did that and I realized I can't put everything into one show, I decided to split up into two shows. Um, one was going to have music and regular talking. That was going to be deliberate noise because I already had that domain. And the other one was just going to be about comic books you know, um, and that was going to be the Deliberate Noise comic book edition. Uh, and then later on, that became um, comic book noise, and then there was movie noise, and then a bunch of other noises, and it's just like I was going to do a, a combo. That's where this, basically, this website came from. I was going to do a combination. I had a friend who used to have the Box Online. We were going to do the Box Online heavy metal show, and then uh, we were going to do it together, and then my plan was to eventually let him take it over and so he would do the box online stuff and i would do the deliberate noise stuff and then every now and then we'd have like crossovers called noise box 
but that didn't work out. He just wasn't interested or he just, you know, he never got back to me. So I just assumed, okay, he's not interested. Um, so I took deliberate, uh, took deliberate noise into one direction, which has, you know, kind of no genre specific type of music. Um, and then I had the, the box online show, which was a heavy metal show. And then one episode I did punk rock and it's like punk rock and heavy metal they really don't mix you know because the heavy metal I like is really hard heavy metal um and the uh the punk rock that I usually like is very garagey and so those two just didn't sound right so I said okay well I'm gonna have to make a box online punk rock show and then, um, as you, if you recall listening to the early episodes of this, um, this show was like half punk rock, half hip-hop. Um, and since I had no outlet for hip-hop, I decided to make a box online hip-hop show. And so that's where the two forks became. Um, so in addition to the deliberate noise stuff, then now I had the box online stuff, um... I had friends who I decided to bring onto the comic book noise feed, um, and they became the comic book noise family, and it's grown. Um, I had friends who did movie shows who are in the movie noise feed now. Um, I have shows that are not comic book related or movie related or music related. Um, and they're on the Deliberate Noise Network now. You know, Dance Fever is about the the dancing TV shows, you know, the uh, the, the dancing competition shows like uh, So You Think You Can Dance and Dancing with the Stars. And I think there's some others, but I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't even really listen. I don't. I mean, I don't even really watch those shows, but I listen to it because they the hosts have such an enthusiasm for it, you know. Um, we used to have two news story two news shows um but one of the hosts um is going through some health issues so everything is on hiatus with him and the other one is a kid you know he's like 16 or 17 i think um and so you know it's summertime so when he he's out and about and when he gives me a show you know i post it uh and so that little spark to be creative to honor my father has become bigger and it's encompassed a lot more people um my only wish for the deliberate noise network is that i could find some way to make money at it so that i could pass it on to them you know um yeah that's really what i wanted to do i wanted to It's not really correct to say I wanted to do something to keep me keep myself busy because I'd always find something to do to keep myself busy. I mean, I had a three-year-old son, you know, two-year-old son at the time. Um, <laughs> and in fact, uh, this is how it goes. August 15th is Deliberate Noise's birthday. August 16th is my father's birthday, and August 17th is Stephen's birthday, you know? So it's like these three days are very special to me. Um, yeah.
So it's not like I, I didn't have stuff to do. Um, but I've, I've always been one of those type of people where I take my my pain and my hurt um, and I try to do something creative. I try to turn it into something positive. Uh, lowest points in my life, you know, when I'm just depressed and lonely and this is before, you know, Patty and the Kid. This is, well, I have to say, about 20 years ago. I was really down and out. Um, and that's when I started writing, you know. And I was, you know, longhand. I wasn't typing. I didn't have a, a word processor. Um, because they were like, in case a lot of you don't remember, they were actually... Um, uh, dedicated word processors as well these machines did they didn't do anything but just acted like the next evolution of uh <laughs> of um typewriter you know in fact they actually typed on paper just it's like really really weird i wish i wish my mother still had that thing but i don't know what she did with it but she had one i didn't um so I had like notebook after notebook of writings of different stories. Um, and some are good, some are bad. Some of them, some of the concepts have made their way into the Moise Noise stories, which I am still working on. I decided, because what I was doing is I would, I have a, I had a basic outline for the story. Um, and so I would write the chapter and podcast it write a chapter and podcast it. And then it was just like, you know what? I could probably do a lot better job of editing and making this sound better if I actually just wrote until the end and then go back and podcast it. Um, but the writing is taking a long time because I enlisted a uh, an editor, somebody who has had some published writings. And oh, technically I have too. I've been published in Comics Now magazine which is defunct. Um, but she, uh, but my, my editor was supposed to take a look at it. Um, help me move some stuff around. Let me know what she thinks and then get it back to me. Um, but she hasn't, she did it for like a short story that I had written. Um, that was like the beginning of another series and never heard back from her. So I'm just going to have to, move on with what I have and I'll be podcasting that stuff pretty soon um, because I'm unemployed now which is kind of good from the creative end it's not good from the financial end but um, one thing that I noticed is that uh, when I'm hurt when I'm sad when I'm in pain that kind of stuff when something's not right when I'm anxious basically I'm more creative. I can create three or four podcasts in a day. You know, I can turn around and then blog something, you know, um, I can write a, a chapter. I can outline stories. I can do anything creative that I want, that I set my mind to. Um, but when I'm happy, it's just the opposite. When things are going good, then I just, I don't know. It's like I lack that creative spark, you know, and that's why I don't understand my friend. He's, he's an artist. He's a damn good artist. Um, 
And yet he doesn't take that pain and create with it. He uses that pain to hurt himself. And I'm just, I'm, when things are going good, I, I, this is, this is me, right? And this maybe my logic is, is as fucked up as his, right? His is when he's sad, when he's down, if he hurts himself, he's already down. So it's not going to hurt as much. At least that's what I'm assuming. With me, when everything is going good, then the self-destruction can start because I know that if I fall, there's something or somebody there who can help me lift myself back up. You know? I mean, does, does that make sense? I don't know. It's like I know people who go to church um, and... I don't care if you believe or not. The fact of the matter is, is that church helps a lot of people. It makes them feel happy, you know. So if it doesn't make you feel happy, you don't have to be a dick about it. Just like, okay, right. Um, and I know people who, you know, because, you know, the, the thing is, is, you know, there's no atheists in foxholes. When things are their worst, that's when people turn to God. But I know people who, when things are going bad they don't go to church and when things are good that's when they go to church and that's when they they want to spread the love spread the wealth that kind of thing um yeah i i if i still went to church i don't i don't know i don't know if i'd go in good times or in bad times you know um yeah but that's just it you know when things are good or when they're bad, you know, they're just, they sh they're just like pretty much the same coin, you know, that people say they're two sides of the same coin. Um, they are because I look at my friend and that type of pain, if I had his talent, because he is very talented, if I had his talent and my mindset, that type of pain would result in something beautiful. And I think that's the one thing that really bugs me about his situation. Because I, I know he's hurting. I know he's hurting. And I know why he's hurting. And I don't begrudge him his hurt and his pain. But he's... He's a, he's a talented guy. And I know something beautiful could come. But it's just not. Because he's too busy hurting himself over something he had no control over you know I don't feel sad that my dad's dying because I know that his last days were going to be filled with pain and suffering and no creative outlet and his death was quick sudden you know from where we were standing the road looked hard and it looked rough and it looked miserable But then when he died, it was just, okay, dad's not going to have to go through the suffering he would have had to go through. And I got to see him before he died. You know, I saw him a couple hours before he died. So I don't have that guilt like, oh, I didn't say. In fact, I think I said I love you, dad, before I left, you know. So there's no sadness, not for my father, 
because towards the end of his life, he started going, I don't even know if I can say back to church. When I was growing up, he never was a really religious guy, you know. Every other week, me and my brother would go over to his house, and there was never any, hey, let's get up and go to church. Um, <laughs> my grandmother and grand, well, my grandmother took us to church. My grandfather, not so much. But towards in his life, he he started going to church. In fact, there was this one time, it was, um, I forgot what year it was, but it was uh, uh, New Year's Eve. You know, we were all at church New Year's Eve. And he said, this is the first time I uh, had, what did he say? Something like, he, his first time in like, like 34, 40 years, something like that, that I haven't been out partying on this night, you know? And it, the church was saying amen and, and clapping, but I was doing math in my head trying to figure out, okay, so how old was he? <laughs> and later on he said, yeah, when I said that, I looked over at you. I saw that. I saw you, the wheels turning in your head. Um, and that's what happened, you know, when he got older, he went to church. My father went to church. I don't know if I go, when I get old, I might go back to church. I don't know, you know. Anyway, um, thank you for listening, for my rambling. Um, my rambling. Anyway, the first song that was played was... Um, was by Ruthie Froster, and it was called Wake Up This Morning. And this song is uh, by Southern Bitch, and it's called Free Man Now. Uh, thanks. Um, goodbye. <laughs>
double when it goes deep.